three, two, one. Shakespeare. Shakespeare. I'd like to propose a toast. Welcome to Wines and Dolls, a podcast where Chelsea and Emily wine and talk about musicals. Welcome. Wine is a double one time drop. And of course, now my client is deciding to text me right when we start recording, because that's what he fucking does. Does he need an answer right now immediately? Yes, he does, because otherwise he's going to start calling me. Ooh, can you put him on silent? I did. Um, Ooh. It's just like, I like, I, I will walk, I will not hear from him and I will walk into my retail shop, like to work, immediately starts calling me. And I'm like. Sir, you can wait until I'm available. That's a thing. I'm just annoyed. Well, do you need a second or can I introduce everything? No, I just said, I'm like, there are no, there's there's like, the next step is don't buy that house. (laughs) Understood. That's, that's what, that's the next step. (laughs) Well, you know, anyways, you know, what's a great next step is to listen to all of our episodes. Hi, welcome to Wines and Dolls. We are a podcast where we drink things and whine about musicals. Yes. Or is and it the other way around? Life. We whine about life and then we talk about musicals while we're drunk. Or mostly sober. These days, at least. Art, art, uh, what's the word? Art mirrors reality. Wine, 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 Hello. Chelsea. Hi. <laughs> you are Chelsea. Yes, I am. I was like, I was like, I am, and then just stopped. No, I said and hi, am. Oh, I thought <laughs> Get, I don't know my own name. Yeah. I'm so tired. That's because I, I like usually everything. call you Emily. Yes. But every time we refer to you at Dreamland Entertainment, it's MB. And I just did yeah. a bunch of tax shit for Dreamland. So it's like MB. So. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 So, no one calls me MB anymore. That's what Kara calls you. That's who you are in her filing system. Like, oh, that's really cute. You know, like I like that name. It's just mm-hmm. like nobody really calls me that anymore. That is how you're I like, labeled. I like everything. being called MB. So, hello. That makes me happy. Emothy. Hi. Oh no, no, that's that's <laughs> taken. That's already taken. That can't be it. Oh, MB okay. is mine, and that's where we're at. Hey, Chelly, Chelly D. Hey. <laughs> What's up? Hey, hey, um, not much. Uh, hey, Chelsea. No. What are we what doing are today? What are we doing? Oh, fuck. Yeah. We're doing the second. We're finally doing the other episode that we're supposed to do. No, girl. Um, the other show. The other. New girl? <laughs> okay, hi. We're, we're covering a new musical today. It's called MJ the Musical. Big, don't touch the dagger. Yeah. Thank you for He's interrupting me. A dagger. Nobody cares. My tape. Let your cat go crazy back God, there. He's going to fucking lose his mind let, in his paw. Let him like Juliet the shit out of himself. All right. No, uh, I'm responsible for him. <laughs> oh, wait, which one drinks the poison? Oh, it's Romeo who wait. No, Juliet. Juliet no, daggers herself. Yep. Yes. Because Romeo, no, you got it correct. Romeo drinks the poison. I We're covering MJ the musical yes, today. We are. <laughs> yes, we are. MJ the musical. You the wondered. The background of it. Yeah. Princes and kings. Who is MJ? He is the uh, king. Excuse me. He's the prince of pop. 
Is he the king of pop or prince of pop? What do you think? Prince of pop. He's the king of pop. Damn it. <laughs> Seems Cause weird because like Elvis. Elvis was know. the king of rock and roll. MJ yeah. is the king of pop. And Justin Timberlake is the prince of pop. I oh. would I would wager I would wager to bet that I think M, or I think Justin gave himself that title, but I think other people have reclaimed it. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like Justin Timberlake though. He's I fine. like him. Now. I think he's fine now. He's fine. Uh, yeah. Okay, so thank you for that, Chelsea. Hey, Chelsea. Hey, Emily. What are you What are you drinking? What am I drinking? I have a Coca Cola, and oh. I have a glass of Whistlepig Smokestock Whiskey Limited Edition. Oh wow! It is delightful. Yeah, I got this for James. For um, here, I'll show you. I got this for James. Yeah, you're drinking James's James's uh, whiskey. Okay. He doesn't. I mean, he likes it, but he doesn't drink a whole lot of it. I got it for him for Christmas, though. It was an expensive bottle to go with his like beautiful monogrammed glasses. I got him. I say boys night in Duncan on it. They're going to, I'm going to leave all of that about, oh my God, my garage band. Oh, uh, okay, go. Um, what am I drinking? Yeah, what are you drinking? I have, I grabbed my Griffin black currant mead. Um, mm. I think it might be bad. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's good, but it's been, it's like, it's a little, it's a little old. There's like a line on it. So Ooh. I don't know what that oh, means, but it tastes fine. Fine, It's fine. That's what I think. I think it's fine. I'm not worried about it. You know, at Runfair, I feel like people didn't waste mead. So did you get that from Runfair? Mm-hmm. Wait, from yes. my wedding or from this past year? Your wedding. <gasps> Emily, that's so old. It's fine. Had it already been opened? Yes, of course. Oh, Emily. It tastes fine. Is it like, does meat go bad? I don't know. I'm like, I don't feel like it will. It's a gamble. Yeah, we'll see. You know what? Risk, I risk a lot. <laughs> hey, Chelsea. Right. Risk nothing and gain nothing. Hey, Emily. Yeah. What are you whining about? Oh, sparkling wine. So it's just been like, you know, coming back from vacation. It's been rough. Because, you know, vacation is awesome and work life sucks. Um, so anyway, I'm trying to find better work life balance. And so this morning, well, first of all, Kara has a little crying baby. So she's like, hey, let's get started at 930 instead of nine from here on out. And just be done a little later in the day. And I'm like, that's fine. So that gives me some time to wake up, get showered, get dressed and go do things for me. So today I went to my coffee shop around the corner and sat there with a book because I'm I'm reading this year, y'all. I haven't read books in so long. I just haven't made myself read. I don't so read. I I I usually don't. I usually don't read, but I want to read more. I want to be a part of that club. And so I I brought a new book with me that I found on the shelf last night. And I was like, I don't know where this came from. Where did this book come from? I don't know. It looks good. I'll bring it with me whatever. I'm not going to read the synopsis or anything. And then I sit down at the coffee shop reading my, like I get my stuff, I get my breakfast, I get my empanadas, I get my coffee. I'm sitting down. I start reading the first three chapters. Like everybody dies in the first three chapters. I'm like, this is intense. What am I reading? It's like a doomsday British book. And I'm very much enjoying it. It's called Autumn. 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 Everybody dies. They just, they just die because there's something in the air that kills them all. And I'm only in the first three chapters. Anyway, 
Hey, Emily. I'm so proud of you. Hey, Chelsea. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what are you whining about? What is there to whine about? There's a lot. That is the question. Um, it's funny that you said reading because I actually, that was my New Year's resolution was to read more too. At least like try and finish one book this year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the world's slowest reader. Me too. Um, so I've, I've been reading Mistborn because it was recommended to me. And I'm 150 pages in and I've been reading it since December. So That's <laughs> that like, is okay. Even I'm if so slow, even if with your resolution, you're like, I'm going to read one book this year and it takes you all year to get there. Fine. It just takes, I'm like, I'm in the car too much driving to be able to read. Um, yeah. I'm like, I've been, I've been just working a lot and I don't think that's a good line. So I'm just going to leave it at that. I like my jobs. You have a, you have a fun event tonight. Um, birthday party. Yeah. Going to a birthday party after this. It'll be fun. I'm excited. I don't get to hang out with people anymore, so. <laughs> I want to go. You can go. I wasn't invited. I don't, I was like hardly invited. Mm. You want to go? No. That okay. means I have to get dressed. Yeah. So you could be, have the same like dilemma that I'm having where I don't know how to wear clothes anymore. Yeah, I don't want to put makeup I wear, on my face. <laughs> actually, putting my makeup on was really funny because I was just like, how do you wear not film makeup? I don't know. So. I, I always wear princess makeup, so I don't know the difference. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know how to do makeup anymore. <laughs> I did use my Disney palette. Yeah. And I was very excited. And I've been reading like the, for the hooded eye, like how to do your makeup. And mm-hmm. it was like, follow your lower lash line. So I followed my lower lash line to realize that my like lashes, like my lower lid and my upper lid are, have a really wide space between them. Yeah. That so happens. like it made a very like sudden turn up. Oh, cause I guess like I always thought I had almond eyes, but now I'm thinking my eyes might be rounder than they, than I always thought they were. Mm-hmm. But I'm also, I mean, <sighs> That's a whole other thing. It's like I've I've lost like an inch and a half uh, around my hips and my waist this month. Heidi. Somehow, very randomly, just like gone. And I think my eyes are starting to bug out and becoming a little bit of a bobblehead, which I'm not upset about. But I I'm don't like, think I don't know. That's not how that works. You just have a different perception of what your eyes are versus what you originally thought they were. Anyways, <laughs> we learn every day. Hey, Chelsea. <laughs> Hi, Emily. I heard you did really actually thorough research on MJ the Musical, and I'm very proud of you. Thank you. A lot of it so is would, low Wikipedia, but I went between two and three websites. That's great. And a person and attached to the a production. Person. I actually, yes, I did. I have a person attached yeah. to the production. So I'm like, that's more than I did for Prince of Egypt, as I did a dramatic reading of low Pic- Wikipedia. Low Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, let's do this. You ready? Let's go. Let's go, MJ. All right. Y'all ready for this? Come on. If you want to be starting something, got to be starting something. Want to be starting something, got to be starting something. Anyway, hi. MJ the musical. I'm looking at the man in the mirror. Oh, yeah. Okay, so there we go. I was like, it's thriller, thriller, not Okay, okay, keep going. All of those songs are in the musical. Spoiler alert. Okay. MJ no the doubts. musical. 
is a musical. Okay, I want to I want to correct Wikipedia for the first part. They said it's a jukebox musical based on the American entertainer Michael Jackson. Incorrect. Not a jukebox musical. The difference being, I think it's more it's more of a biopic. So, a jukebox musical is like a musical that uses all of the the songs from one era or one performer, one artist of some kind. Um in the context of making the songs fit around the theme or making the theme fit around the songs, right? So this one is more of we're listening to these songs that he sang, but there's also other songs from that time frame that were not Michael Jackson songs. There are a few of those sprinkled in as well, like Motown stuff in the beginning. So, oh. But it's not a, it, the songs do not necessarily f- shove into a theme or into a different narrative. It's, they're telling a story, but his songs fit in this because they're prepping for a concert tour and he's thinking back on his memories of when those songs were, were first starting and when he, when he pulled those for this concert tour. So it's not a jukebox. I want to just stop right there and just correct everyone, okay? Because I've seen that in several places. I don't think it's a jukebox musical. Okay, that's my soapbox. Thank you. So this musical features Jackson's music with book by Lynn Nottage and choreography direction by Christopher Wielden. And so what I did first in this research is I went and looked up major big um, production and crew and who they are and what they've done. So I want to give you a little background on who these people are, okay? We've got Leah Volick, who's the producer. I just thought she was fascinating, so I wanted to look into her. So she graduated from high school at the age of 15, Emily. Wow. Ah, and that's, the year, that's what I wanted to do. Right? I know. The year after she graduated high school, um, she worked as a roadie for Johnny Thunders and the Ramones. And then in 1974, she moved to New York City, where she would find work as a sound designer for Broadway and off-Broadway shows. And she continued working as a sound effects freelancer and music editor until 1997. She's had such a fucking cool life. But then she was hired by Sony, like Sony Entertainment. And in 2000, she became executive director of the worldwide music division of Sony Pictures Entertainment, in which she... uh, In which role she was in charge of releasing successful soundtracks to films such as Charlie's Angels. So she's the producer of MJ the Musical, and I believe um, it's through Sony Pictures Entertainment, but I'll come back and it's written down somewhere later in my notes. So that's Leah Volick. Um, We've got Lynn Nottage, who wrote the book, Fascinating Fucking Human Being. She's an American playwright whose work often often focuses on the experience of working class people, particularly working class people who are black. She's received the Pulitzer Prize for Drama twice in 2009 for her play Ruin and 2017 for her play Sweat. Or is it Sweet? No, it's Sweat. I think Um, it's Sweat. It's Sweat. She was the first and remains the only woman to have won the Pulitzer Prize for Drama two times. So that's the book writer, Lynn Nottage. Christopher Wilden, Wilden, we know him. We love him. We adore him. I think we've talked about him before on the show. Um, He's the choreographer and director. He's an English international choreographer of contemporary ballet. He's worked for um, the Royal Academy. He's worked for New York City Ballet. He's been a choreographer for them. He's gone all over the place, all over the world. Um, And he's best known for the Tony Award winning American in Paris, which he won Best Choreo for. Yes. 
which Dante was also involved in. Which brings us to my cousin and connection to the show, Dante Keen. She's the global assistant director. Yay. So her um, her bio lists Diana, the musical. She was the Broadway associate director, American in Paris, Broadway, London, Paris, Japan, associate director, choreographer, Adams Family, Broadway, Australia, Brazil, associate choreographer, Next to Normal, Broadway, Japan, Kennedy Center, associate choreographer, Brigadoon, Oklahoma. She's done a bunch of shit. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers at the Muni. Um, and then her Broadway performing credits, 42nd Street, Gypsy, starring Bernadette Peters, and The Adams Family, which she had, she lists because she had to swing in a couple of times when she was um, choreographing for Adams Family. Um, I want to bring up Rich and Tone on the production team. So Rich and Tone, um, Tualega, T A L Ta. Oh my God, I should know how to pronounce this. God, I suck. I'm sorry. This Hello? is my favorite game. Is like how? No, I don't want to be offensive. I'm sorry. Can we fuck up the name? So it's Rich no, and, it's hard. Rich and Tone, Talauega, Talauega. Did I do it? Tell me I did it. Anyway, they are. They're listed um, at, for MJ the Musical as Michael Jackson Jackson Movement. So even though Christopher choreographed it, Rich and Tone. Um, are the MJ experts on MJ movements. So they are uh, legendary choreographers who have worked with pop music's biggest names, including Madonna, Jennifer Lopez, Usher, Black Eyed Peas, and many others. But work uh, working with the king of pop from the mid-90s to now has been the highlight of their career. So they started out as dancers and working their way up to choreographing many of MJ's projects, including the critically acclaimed short film, You Rock My World. Uh, Rich and Tone bring a special understanding to the style and movement of MJ for this spectacular debut on Broadway. Boop. So I thought that was really cool. I think they did this show correctly. Um, and then we've got David Holsenberg, music supervisor. Um, he His work... Um, Outside of MJ's, he's a Drama Desk Award winning Tony Grammy Outer Critics nomination. He's he's got it all. Uh, but he's worked on Groundhog Day, Mamma Mia, Matilda, Rocky, Ghost, Bye Bye Birdie, Store of My Life, Good Vibrations, Susical. So the list goes on and on and on and on and on. And then um, Jason Michael Webb, who's the music director, he was the producer of Respect, uh, the MGM highly anticipated 2021 film about the life of Aretha Franklin starring Jennifer Hudson. My um, friend was in that. Hey. Oh, that's right. I remember you talking yeah. about them. Mm-hmm. His directorial debut in 2021 film of the iconic Jason Robert Brown musical, The Last Five Years, was a highlight to his career. And then he is the MD for The Color Purple. He also has... up. I just thought this was fascinating. Upcoming projects include Disney's upcoming revival of Aida. Hello. I cannot wait. That is one of my favorite musicals. Oh. Um, have we covered Aida? We have, right? Have we? We must cover Aida. It's my um, favorite. Maybe. Because I feel like, like there was probably an Adam Pascal kind of thing that we talked about at mm. length. But mm. I can look. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, but he's going to be the music supervisor and arranger for Aida coming up at uh, the revival on Broadway. I'm so excited. And the eagerly anticipated, which I didn't know was coming up or existing, Beauty and the Beast live action prequel series on Disney+. Plus. That's Yay. probably why they pulled all the rights from Disney. 
or from for what? Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Like you can't produce Beauty and the Beast because oh, MTA really? MTI is like pulling the rights Interesting. or like they're locking them they're for locking like so rights. everyone's like they're like oh are you, is there a revival coming in 2025 but mm-hmm. I wonder if it also has something to do with this TV show. That's interesting. There's a few things listed on this Wikipedia page that I didn't think were public knowledge for MJ. So I was curious to hear that. Anyway, let's talk about, we, we just talked about the production team. They sound fantastic. Way to go. Love you all. And so excited for this show because I got, I actually got to see the show when it came to town. <laughs> Emily, it's so good. I enjoyed it so much. The critics yeah. that gave bad reviews can go I fuck, know you fuck themselves. Okay, so this musical is the telling, it it, it tells the story of Michael Jackson's life um, and features over 25 of Michael Jackson's biggest hits. Um, The show takes audiences behind the scenes as Michael prepares for the 1992 Dangerous World Tour, providing an in-depth look at his process. As Michael and his collaborators rehearse their set list, we're transported to pivotal creative moments from his career. That's why I think it's not a fucking jukebox, jukebox musical. It's a biopic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I say. Yeah. So MJ was set to premiere its pre-Broadway run in Chicago on October 29th, 2019 at the Nederland Theater. And I did ask Dante about ghosts, but she didn't. Oh, have, good. She didn't have any. Aww. She didn't have, but she does talk about the theater yeah, a little bit. Um, and actually, it was on the ghost tour that I went on in Chicago, in the Nightly Spirits ghost tour. The run would continue through December 1st um, in 2019. So again, 2019, what happened in 2020? I don't know. It sounds like know. a new year. That like, was last year, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it just was like last year. Uh, the Jackson, the Michael Jackson estate decided to cancel the planned Chicago tryout um, due to apparently scheduling difficulties, quote unquote, brought about by Actors mm. Equity Association Association Strike. Oh my God, I can't say words. The the Actors Equity Association Strike in 2019. Actors Equity wasn't shouldering the blame for the cancellation, stating, quote, it is difficult to understand how a modest delay in February would in, would impact a run that is scheduled for late October. Ooh. Damn, AEA. Okay, AEA. Bitches, bitches. So the musical hmm. was expected to debut on Broadway in the summer of 2020. However, due to a little thing called the Coco Roro, as Jessica Vosk lo- lovingly calls it, uh, the product. The Coa Roroa, COVID 19 pandemic. Bow, bow, bow. Is there a different button we can press for that so it's not. Bow, bow, bow. Not an air horn, but like a. Into the uh, the saxophone. Sad sax. Yeah. It's a sad sax sound. The production was postponed to 2021. Sorry, 2021. There we go. The production is directed, like I said, by Christopher Wheeldon. Features a book by two-time Pulitzer Prize winner Lynn Nottage. Scenery for the production is designed by Derek McLean with costuming by Paul Tazewell. Natasha Katz and Peter Negrini are collaborating on lighting and projection designs, respectively. Gareth Owen designed sound production with hair and wig design by Charles LaPointe. Everything in this production, every single person that was a part of it, holy shit, y'all, great job. I was impressed. The musical was first announced in June 2018. 
So it goes that a little further back than 2018, of course, but it was first announced in 2018. And Wielden spoke about the musical stating, quote, the show is very much anchored in one particular moment in time. I'm always bringing up the fabulous movie that Spielberg made about Lincoln. You take one key moment, I suppose, in the history of someone's life and then sort of use that as an anchor point for past storytelling and perhaps some kind of prophecy of what's to come. We'll be doing that with this story. Asked about dance and choreography, he said he intends to put quite a lot of Michael's work in the show. And they do. But it is very um, Michael-esque yet original. And I really enjoyed that, um, that take on it. The musical is a collaboration between the Michael Jackson Estate and Columbia Live Stage. Sorry, not Sony Entertainment, but Columbia Live Stage. The producer is, is um, with Sony. Anyway. The production opened at the Neil Simon Theater on February 1st, 2022, with previews beginning on December 6th. In April 2023, Frost was replaced by Elijah Johnson. So um, I didn't get his first name. Frost was the original MJ cast back in the day, and then things were on hold. And then Elijah Johnson. Um, oh, hold on. Rewind. I'm sorry. Frost was our first MJ and then he was replaced by Elijah Johnson uh, in 2023. So like recently in April, he was he stepped down, but to do other things, which we'll get to later. Um, uh, Elijah Johnson is currently Michael Jackson on Broadway, if you go to see it right now in New York. Uh, he began his career as a child actor portraying young Simba in the Broadway production of The Lion King. And later in his career, he became the lead singer of the Kids Bop crew until 2013. So little fun fact about who is playing MJ right now. So we have a North American tour, Kids which is Bop. what I saw in 20, between 2023, 2024. Um, and a friend of mine is on that tour. So it was really super fucking awesome that I got to see him perform. His name's Kendrick Mitchell. So yeah, he was he was. He's mm -hmm. very, very talented. He got to play uh, one of the brothers when I was there, and I, I took Kara's kiddo to go see it. And she was like, oh, my God, we got to meet people. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it was really cute. Anyway, March 2022 was announced that the show will kick off its national tour in Chicago at the Nederland Theater running August 1st, 2023 through September 8th, 2024, with Roman Banks to set the title uh, role of MJ. And he was fucking fantastic. Um, if you don't know who Roman Banks was, he's the first BIPOC actor to play the title role in Broadway's Dear Evan Hansen. Um, he also mm. under, understudied a bunch of the other male roles, but he was the first BIPOC actor to play Evan Hansen. Um, previously, he'd played Howie in High School Musical, the musical. The series was also seen in TikTok. Oh, the series also was seen in TikTok's first ever co commissioned live stream musical, the musical for you page. So he was a part of that. I was going to say, I don't think there was a Howie in High School Musical. No. Well, it said <laughs> it in, it's in his, the series. Said in the series. It's the, the High like, School yeah, Musical is a series. Sorry. It's crazy town that they have that now. Um, currently, they are rehearsing. Yeah, this is current because Dante's in London now. Or no, I don't know where she is. She's Casual. all over the world casually in london i think it opens in february the west end production in 2024 is supposed to open in february that's right it is february or march because she was like hey you want to go to london and see mj i was like fuck yeah and i was like when she's like march i'm like when in march she's like end of march i'm like easter okay no i can't but i would love I to go i really Can do we too. go later i mean yeah okay yeah yes because there will be and you can get your tickets now for the 2024 
production of the West and MJ, which guess who is starring in it? Miles Frost, who is the original MJ. He is starring as MJ oh. uh-huh, in the West End um, at the Prince Edward Theater. That's where Mary Poppins was, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Oh, it says performances are scheduled to begin March 6th. I thought Dante had said the end of March, but I don't know. Who knows? Anyway. I mean, it, like, the opening is probably at the end of March, but previews start March 6th. Likely. Yeah. Um, I didn't think that these were announced yet, but I can announce them because they're on Wikipedia. There's a Hamburg... 20 <laughs> Wikipedia says it's okay. Wikipedia says it's fine. There's a Hamburg, Germany 2024 production that um, was just announced in September, and it's going to be opening December 4th, apparently, 2024. And then, this is the one that I really want to go to, Sydney, Australia 2025, bitches. So December 7th, they announced it. The Australian production will be happening at the Sydney Lyric Theater um, beginning February 2025. So Australia has spiders. Yes, they do. And they big, have, big, they lots of big lot bugs. A lot of killer and birds that will eat things. you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about some of these, some of the people on, on the Broadway and then the National okay. Tour. Okay, so I don't know a lot of these names and that's okay. I'm just going to read them off and if anybody sticks out to you, you tell me. So we've got Miles fucking Frost. For the Broadway. 2021 Broadway. Our original MJ, Miles Frost. Middle Michael. So there's three Michaels. Boop, boop. There's Baby Michael. There's Middle Michael. They call him Little Michael, but I call him Baby Michael, Middle Michael, and then Michael Jackson that the story revolves around. Older Michael. <laughs> so Miles Frost oh. is Miles Frost is MJ. Uh, Tavon Old Sample is Middle Michael. And then Christian Wilson slash Walter Russell III, Little Michael. So also they ended up not listing any of the swings of the show. And it's killing me because I want to know, I want to know all of it. So I'll have to go back and, and add in our swings later. I know Wanze was uh, a swing or an understudy who went on a couple of times. And he was Melchior in here at Tut's when they did Spring Awakening. Oh. And he went to, uh, he's friends with my friends in Greenville. He went to the governor's school. Mm -hmm. So I know that he was at least like attached in some way. Yeah. I think I, that's the contract he took right after that spring awakening at Tuts. Sure. And I know um, if I can find my playbill, I could list off all of the swings. I unfortunately can't do that right now because I don't know where my playbill is. It's somewhere around here, but I lost it. Um, anyway, uh, Jackie Jackson, MJ's mom, played by... I'm sorry, MJ's dad, oh my God, brain, played by John Edwards. Tito Jackson slash Quincy Jones, um, played by Apollo Levine. Jermaine Jackson, played by Lamont Walker II. Marlon Jackson is played by uh, Zelig Williams. Randy Jackson, Raymond Bernard. Joe Jackson slash Rob uh, is Quentin Earl Darrington. Catherine Jackson, Ayana George, Barry Gordon slash Nick, Antoine L. Smith, Suzanne DePass is Karina K. Uh, Luchier, and then uh, Rachel, played by Whitney Bashore, Alejandro, played by Gabrielle Ruiz, and Dave, played by Joey Sorier. And then we've got the U.S. National Tour. I'm not going to list 
everybody here, but my friend Kendrick is the swing. And when I saw him, he was playing Jermaine. He tends to swing in for Jermaine um, slash the background singers. Uh, but Roman Banks is our Michael Jackson and little uh, Brandon Lee Harris is middle Michael. And then Josiah Benson slash Ethan Joseph is little Michael. Um, so I'm, I'm going to skip over that one a little bit and move in because I've got some more stuff to cover. Um, but I loved that tour. Y'all did an amazing job. Great job tour yeah. of MJ. So MJ actually received mixed reviews. Uh, they, they listed three bad reviews and three good reviews. Do you want to guess which one Charles Isherwood fell into? Um, the vague we, review. We, we love a Charles Isherwood review. He's such Where a it was like bitch. It was like a, it's like a backhanded compliment. You know, he's not even backhanded. And let me, okay, I'm going to yeah, He's just it. like, is he, he's just like front handing it. He's just front handing it. Okay. Charles Isherwood of Broadway News criticized Lynn Nottage's book in particular, writing, quote, where MJ loses its fleet footing in the bland exposition slash heavy and often trite dialogue supplied by Nottage, dot, 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 cliches, preachy speeches, and badly obvious dialogue around. He was having a bad day when he wrote that review, I think. Fuck your Pulitzer Prizes, <sighs> all two of them. That is literally like, what it sounds like. <laughs> Fuck your Pulitzer Prizes. I hate this production. He was so rude. I was like, Charles, what is wrong, buddy? Do you need to have a discussion? Do we need to get you a hot chocolate and a blanket? What's going on? Yes. Yes. Also, he's not New York Times. Don't patronize he's, me. He's not New York Times. I thought he was New York Times. In this, he's Broadway News. Did he get demoted somewhere? Oh. Uh-huh. I don't know. What's that fucking tea about? Mm. Okay, we're going to have to do an episode on, on Charles. <laughs> Just Charles, Charles I sure okay. <laughs> Fucking Charles. Okay. I guess like the background of I'm Charles I sure <laughs> I really am curious now. Let's just have a I whole know, podcast, a whole oh podcast God. about Charles Isherwood. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. The other bad review is um, that I read. I didn't write all three, and then the other three. But Adam Feldman of uh, Time Out wrote, "Listen to my music," says Michael to his interviewer. "Quote: It answers any questions you might have." Quote: Does it? I left the theater entertained, but not convinced. I had seen the man in the smoke and mirrors. Damn, dude. <sighs> Adam felt uh, he's also like a salty bitch and I love it. He's <laughs> <laughs> a salty bitch. Oh my goodness. You know what? Shut up, Adam. Shut up. Positive. I follow him on like, I think Facebook. Do you? Okay. Well, we do yeah. love a salty bitch. They keep things interesting, but also shut up, Adam. Positive attention for the show includes deadline reporter, Greg Evans, who said it was quote, visually and sonically ravishing. I agree. While the Chicago Tribune called the show's scenery gorgeous and the show beautiful to experience throughout, which one almost never can say about jukebox musicals because it's not a jukebox musical. Exactly. I, I found some tea from, from Isherwood if you would like it. Hold, wait until this last sentence, and then yes, okay, I ahead. want that tea. Peter Marks of the Washington Post also praised the show and the cast, especially the, quote, utterly pervasive, quote, Miles Brost, and called MJ a riveting adrenaline rush of a show. I agree. Okay. So there were some good reviews. There were some bad reviews. Tell me the tea with Isherwood. So like, I just went on Wikipedia just to kind of see. And so this came out, that was a review in 2021, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so here's kind of the here's what here's what's going on. So a lot of our Isherwood uh reviews like that we we see are New York Times because the shows came out 
mm-hmm. you know, not re- necessarily recently. So in 2004, he was hired by the New York Times, but he was fired in 2017. What? So anything post-2017, that's why it's like changing over. So reportedly following public disputes from colleagues and correspondents with theater producers that violated ethical roles. In March 2017, he was then hired as a contributor for Broadway News. And he has since been hired as Wall Street Journal's theater critic in uh, 2022, replacing Terry Teachout. Oh, my God. We just haven't done any shows for Charles Isherwood that are not New York Post or New York I know, Times. Like, and then suddenly we're like, we're covering a new musical. A new musical where he's not there. I'm like, <gasps> yeah. Ooh, background I know. So I was like, oh, fuck I mean, off, Broadway Charles. News. I'm like, I, so we're going to, this is the deep dive that we, I'm going to, yeah. this is the rabbit hole I will be following and falling into pretty <laughs> I'm soon. very excited. I okay. love that like his birthday on Wikipedia says born 1964, 65. Like it doesn't have a clear Did you start coming out? on new year's eve and then finish coming out on new year's <laughs> day it's like age 58 or 59 <laughs> maybe that's funny <laughs> maybe i'm 50 anyway we have digressed so far um mj has actually been very successful at the box office averaging over a million dollars each week on broadway Ta-da! because everybody loves michael jackson music apparently except james yeah, okay. Following the Tonys, the show's weekly gross jumped to $1,661,000 with sold-out shows every day and advanced sales booming. It was the biggest box office jump that week on Broadway and a new high for the show. By September 4th, 2022, it broke the Neil Simon Theater's box office record five times with a total cumulative gross of $49.4 million. Fuck. As of December 2023, MJ the Musical on Broadway grossed $168.1 million with 1,133,519 in attendance and 813 performances. By December 2023, the Broadway musical production... Oh, I already said that. Sorry. My bad. So, yeah. he um, MJ broke box office records again. So now let's talk about the Tony Awards. Now, they were nominated for a shit ton of awards. They won a bunch of awards. They're, there's like a list this long. I'm holding my my arm as high as it'll go and then as low, to, low as it'll go. The Drama Disc Award. It's the full height of Chelsea. Full height. She's five, holding her. Five and a half feet here. I'm sorry. That's wrong. Five five feet, two inches. There we go. That's me. Until I start shrinking. Um, so, yeah. They've got a lot of... of uh, nominations, uh, a few awards in each of those categories, but but a lot of nominations for a bunch of different things. Um, but I'm going to focus on the Tonys. So they were nominated for Best Musical. They were nominated and did not win. Did not win. I forget. I didn't look up what year it was. I'm sorry. I don't know what well, they were 20, up against. 2021. Wouldn't it have been? Yes, 2021, but I don't remember what I they were up against. They were up against Moulin Rouge because that was 2020. Um Okay, I'm going to keep going, awards. but you look it up. Best yeah, actor, keep going. I'll look. Best actor in a musical, Miles Frost. He won. Get it, Miles. Best direction of a musical, Christopher Wilden did not win. Best choreography, Christopher Wilden, Wilden and Rich in Tone 
They won Best Choreography. Get it. Best music Book of a Musical, Lynn Nottage, was nominated. Best Orchestrations, Jason Michael Webb and David Holsenberg nominated. Best Scenic Design of a Musical, Derek McLean and Peter Nagiri. Uh, sorry, Negrini nominated. Best Costume Design of a Musical, Paul Tazewell nominated. Best Lighting Design of a Musical, Natasha Katz won. I agree. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Best Sound Design of a Musical, agreed. Gareth Owen won. So all in all, they won one, two, three, four Tony Awards. Not a record breaker, but the one that counted was like Best Actor in a Musical and Best Choreography. Y'all. It was the Tonys of 2022. Um, so the best musical that, that won, um, cause they were up against girl from North Ca- country, which apparently wasn't very good. Um, Mr. Saturday night, night which I've never right? heard of. paradise square that I've never heard of, uh, six, which I have heard of and, oh. and, and it was MJ. So what won was a strange loop, a no, strange shucked, loop, shucked, a strange loop. Shucked was last oh. year. Oh my God. A strange loop. That was, that was an off Broadway show. It was recently just put on Broadway, right? And no, that was and it was put on Broadway. It was first staged in DC in 2021. Was on off Broadway in 2019 and opened in 2022 in April at the Lyceum. Right, because they uh, did a Strange Loop here in Houston. Yeah, so Strange Loop was the winner of the 2022 Tonys right, against MJ. Right, That's the one they, who won. It was the same it. year as Company winning okay. uh, revival. Okay. I, I know people who were in a strange loop and I'm like, that was on Broadway. I thought it was just off Broadway, but when it was in Houston <sighs> being done, it was, it had not been on Broadway yet. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Which brings me to my interview with Dante Keen and I would have her Ooh. on the show 5,000 times. I would bring her on every single time, but she is busy, busy, busy putting she busy. She is a busy, busy lady putting MJ all over the world right now. So like I said, Dante Keen, global associate director, my question number one, what was your favorite memory from the rehearsal room? She said, so many, but uh, here are a few. For so long, I could get through the I'll be there. Or I couldn't. Hold on a second. The fuck? Is it a ghost? Probably. We don't talk about it. Okay. We don't anyway. talk about Ka-pa- ghost. Ghost. Bruno. I'm here by myself. Don't talk about it. Okay, let me start over. What was your favorite memory from the rehearsal room? So many, but here are a few. For so long, I couldn't get through the I'll be there sequence without tearing up. Chris would always look over at me and laugh, but that piece is so well constructed in our original- Shut up, Chris. You shut up, Chris. (laughs) And our original Catherine, Ayana, is such a masterful and special vocalist. I also remember the first time we finished building the wannabe starting something sequence and all of the components came together so well. And the first time it got a response from a run through, we knew we had something very special and satisfying. The storytelling of the rise of MJ, excuse me, as an independent artist, along with the arrangement of that song is very exciting. It was at that point that we knew we had succeeded in the modality of how the show was going to be put together with a synthesis of movement and time periods, transitions between locations, and a strong conclusion. And the vocals are always really on point there as well. Also, or sorry, I'll also never forget hearing the band for the first time. You hear, you know, a rehearsal piano and drums for weeks. So hearing the full orchestration in the in the first band call was vibrant and joyful and when the horns came in on the dancing machine track everybody screamed 
Aww. I know. I want to be there. It's like I'm in the room. Oh, I love it. Okay. Question number two. Any interesting stories or fun facts surrounding the development of MJ? And she says, from the very beginning, we did a reading, three staged workshops, but no out-of-town tryouts, which is in many ways a risky move. I loved getting to work on the script with Lynn Nottage, the direction with Chris Wheel Christopher Wielding, Wielden and the music and orchestrations with David Holsenberg. It was very collaborative and fun to throw out ideas of strong structure, placement, or ways to create the conflicts and intensify the narrative. We also were very close to bringing the show to Broadway when the pandemic hit. It put everything on hold, but we would have these really fruitful and focused meetings with the creative department that might not have been able to happen in some way, um, which I think helped all the departments to really be in sync with one another. I think it is why the show looks, feels, and sounds so cohesive. So, hey, that's a sparkling wine that came out of the pandemic. <laughs> Number three, how long did it take to get the show from concept to stage? She says, Chris brought me on when he joined the show, and that was in 2018. I believe our producer, Leah Volick, and Lynn Nottage, our playwright, had been discussing the project just before that time. We had our first previews in December of 2021 and opened February 2022, so I had worked on the show for roughly four years before it premiered. And then I asked her, can you give insight on the choices, conversations the choreographer made for the dance moves? Mostly MJ, but definitely original looking. Loved it. That was my question and statement. And then mm -hmm. she answers, Chris is titled <clears throat> as both the director and choreographer of the show. He knew from an early point that he was going to need to rely on collaboration to bring the show to life. Rich and Tone are our keepers of the flame, quote unquote. Um, of MJ movement, and they had danced with and worked with MJ for years. They do much of the coaching and movement for other MJ um, entities for the estate, and were partnered with, with our team to inspire the actors and to create movement along with Chris to keep the movement authentic. Chris choreographed many other sections as well, but was very clear that he wanted to give an homage to MJ's style and movement, but with a twist to create something new. For example, we give the audience the signature MJ Thriller as a teaser in Act 1. And spoiler alert, also, if you're going to go see this show and you haven't seen it yet because it's so new, just stop listening to this podcast for now. Go listen to another episode, okay? Because I'm going to tell you in the next one all about what you're going to see. So if you don't want to do it, don't listen. And just stop listening now also. Uh, we give the signature okay. MJ Thriller as a teaser in act one, but by act two, we take thriller and twist it to align with our narrative and choice of storytelling. So thriller in act two is new inspired choreography based stylistically on the original. And it is so good. I, that's my comment, not Dante's. In contrast, something like Billie Jean is almost exactly the performance MJ did at the Motown 25 special where he first premiered the moonwalk. Number five. Oh, right. How has the tour been going? Do you have any favorite moments? And she says, the tour's great. Our team is excited and thrilled to be bringing the show across the nation. And at this moment is building the show in London as well. So that's why she couldn't come on the show because she's a busy girl in London. The tour is our first production outside of the Broadway cast. And I always find it so fun to see new actors inhabit the role and bring new life and choices to the text. We have at least three MJs in each cast who are prepared to lead the show, 
and usually three who play Michael at a younger point in his life. No matter what cast our audience sees, they all feel that they have seen MJ. Every actor we have satisfies in the role in different ways. We don't ask our actors to impersonate MJ, but rather to bring themselves to their talent and their talent to the role with overtones of MJ. And I adore seeing the variations of each performance, but also how much love, discipline, and reverence is given from our men who play him. Number six. Aww. I know. Where does the show go from here that you can talk about? We've we've kind of already covered this, but she did go ahead and yeah. tell us. Um, as I mentioned above, we finished our first week of rehearsals in London for a production in the West End, and she just answered this back on Monday, so or Sunday or Monday, so it was very recent. They just finished their first week of rehearsals in London um, for a production in the West End. We've also announced shows in Germany and Australia. I believe there are more in the process, but I don't have any other locations to reveal at this time. Dun, dun, dun. And then I asked her, do you have any ghost stories from the theaters you visited? This is just very <laughs> outside of the question of MJ. I just wanted to know. And I said, MJ or other. Yeah. And she's, she said, not a ghost story that I've seen, but when the tour first um, was teching and opening in Chicago, we were in the theater that has a history of disastrous fires. So this is the Nederland. Has a history of, disa- of a disastrous fire. Fucking where, Chicago and the fires. I know. Where many people were trapped in the theater in the fire. Apparently, the alley that we walk out of where the stage door is was the site of great destruction and death. When we would leave oh, the shit. show, there uh, would sometimes be ghost tours already happening. And that's likely the uh, Nightly Spirits tours. Hi, Nightly Spirits tours, Nightly Spirits Chicago. Tours. Promo code EMILY667. You can have it. Uh, she said, LOL, but I've never seen a ghost, but also I don't want to. LOL. <laughs> um, number, number eight, tell us about your production team for the New York show. Did everyone work well? How collaborative is this project? And really, she's kind of already answered this. I just asked it in a different way. Um, she said, yes, this it was really amazing, a really amazing experience and one that didn't have many bumps in, in a, that regard. I think our show is highly collaborative between departments. The scenic costume, sound, projection, lighting, script, and dance all overlap and engage with each other at every moment. And the people on our team are really wonderful and generous. I believe everyone knew we had a high bar to attain when you were working on a show with this level of um, expectation. And everyone was really committed to getting it right. Chris also leads with great love and that filters to everyone on the team. Um, and then I asked her, were there, were there any bumps in the road with copyright of songs, uh, family approval that you can talk about? She said, our producer, Leah Volick, used, uh, used to be the executive director of the Worldwide Music Division of Sony Pictures Entertainment. And she knows far more about getting approval and licensing of the songbook. I do know that some, I, I do know there were some that we had to, or that had access to an to and others that we didn't have access to the michael jackson estate is very involved in our production and although there were many conversations along the way about what the show should be or what we all wanted to be there was respectful collaboration on how we would portray michael and his honor and honor his legacy his children prince and paris have come to see the show and his brothers tito jackie and marlon um, they've all come to see the show they all seem to enjoy it and very much have come back to engage with the cast after the show. And I remember there were some songs that you just couldn't do a Michael Jackson show without that were obvious. One of those we had planned for the show for a bit, but didn't quite know if we were going to get the rights. 
Um, and it was a great day when we knew it was secured. And I want to say that one is Thriller. I'm not going to, I'm not going to I was going to say, I'm going to guess it's Thriller. I think it's Thriller because I remember asking her, because I wanted to do Thriller at Michael's Outpost. I was like, Dante, tell me Thriller's in MJ coming up, because then I can like argue that I can do this song for a Broadway theater review. (laughs) So anyway... Thriller is in MJ the Musical. Yes, you can. Um, because it's thriller. Now you can. But yeah, I think I think it was um, Thriller because she's like, I can't say. Maybe I don't know. We are going to say for yeah. Her. I'm gonna answer uh, for you. No grounds at all. No, none whatsoever. She never ever told me. I want to know because I, I want to know how like 13, 13 going on thirty got it. What? 13 going, 13 going on 30, they did thr- they did the dance oh. in 13 going on 30. Well, they the didn't film. do the whole song, though. No, but... Uh, they didn't. They cut it up, too. It was um, under a certain amount of time. But, yeah the, yeah, the dance. Yeah, that's a good point. How did they get, like, the dance in there? And I mean, it wasn't the whole thing, but yeah. I don't know. Anyway, and my <laughs> la- I think this was my last question. What was your... F- what is your favorite moment of the show? This is a very big paragraph. She says... This is a really hard question. I love so much of the show, truly. And as someone who watches the show more than most, just about most anyone, as I note it um, and maintain it along with teaching it to new cast members, I really do still enjoy it each time. A few moments that are highlights um, are Dancing Machine, when Michael appears in all of his strident adolescent energy. It is so bright and happy in look and feel. When we transition into Smooth Criminal and the beat drops, I love the dancing in that number and the maturity and evolution of dance and performance style that you see MJ has grown into. I adore the energy of Can You Feel It in Act 2 and the lyrics of the song with the Jackson 5 victory tour sequence and, of course, the drum beats, bass, and performance of our whole cast in Thriller along with sound design unlike anything you will hear on a Broadway stage by Gareth Owen. I agree, 100%. You'll never hear something like that anywhere else on Broadway. Um, it is a Thriller is our 11 o'clock number, and it is of our own imagination. It's so fucking cool. When I talk about it next week, ugh. Anyway, it is of our own imagination. I also love the ensemble zombies, quote zombies, yeah. Um, are in costumes that are a silhouette of MJ in different iconic looks, but distressed and decayed, which elevates the storyline of him battling against his own personal demons in Thriller. Oh, God. It's not super obvious, but a layer of detail that our costume designer Paul Tazewell implemented. Last, what I really love is seeing the generation ahead of me remembering the songs of of the Jackson 5, the generation near to mine remembering growing up with the independent pop star Michael and the kids who were born after MJ lived uh, after MJ lived who come wearing outfits and costumes and waiting at the stage door for our cast. It is really touching Aww. to be a part of a show about an icon who changed the face of music, broke barriers, and still informs so much about music and other artists today. Love, Dante. Thank you, Dante. Thank you, Dante. That really means a lot. Thank you for answering that. I know you've been a busy girl. So thank you for answering those questions. You're the best. Um, I cannot wait to talk about this show next week. It's going to take a lot of homework for me. So I'm going to go get to it. Go get to it. I know, Chelsea, I'm so impressed with your research right now. Thank you. 
So thank you for that. I had a leg you up. Know who, <laughs> you know who else I am impressed with? Yourself? For getting that episode up Sometimes. today? Yeah, no, I am very impressed with myself. No, I'm actually so... I'm impressed that it took so long for me. <laughs> but I'm also impressed by our patrons. Mm, mm-hmm, 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 Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our patrons. Yep. Thank you, patrons, for uh, supporting us and supporting this mess. What did you just put in your mouth? Takis. Oh, she's eating... Like, they look green. I forgot you said you were eating Takis. Oh, they are. They're the guacamole kind. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you, patrons. You get to watch Chelsea put green talkies, green shit in her mouth. Um, if you would like to join our patrons, you can join them at patreon.com slash wines and dolls, where you can see demonic Chelsea coming towards the screen with a green tongue. Um, disgusting. And <laughs> if you would like to support us in other ways, you can go anywhere you're listening to this podcast and press subscribe. And if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please scroll down and press the star to the right and leave us a review. That was Taki, guacamole Taki fueled song. Brought Thank to you, you. Brought to you by. Brought to you by. Takis and my disgusting mouth. <laughs> I was like, I was kind of checking my tongue during this recording to make sure it wasn't turning purple from my mead. And somehow I don't feel so bad about checking it. Uh, <laughs> I will. Um, if you are sending this to a friend to go and listen to, have them subscribe on Spotify and listen on Spotify because that's what helps us the most. As well as going to Patreon. Thank you. Yes. Um, if you would like to reach us, you can follow us on social media at Wines and Dolls, where we put updates where I literally said Prince of Egypt, Prince of Egypt has been moses um, and then kind of Brilliant. felt bad about saying that, but <laughs> I, Moses apparently means delivered. Moses, Moses means deliverance. If you listened to yeah. the episode before, it so makes that, sense. <laughs> it makes sense. Uh, <laughs> But you can find those uh, really great jokes by me and Chelsea at Wines and Dolls on all of our social media. Or you can reach us at winesanddolls at gmail.com. And all those links can be found at winesanddolls.com. And with that. I'm Chelsea. I'm Emily. And this has been Wines and MJ. Dolls. Oh, shit. <laughs> and Dolls. MJ and Dolls. Okay, I'm sure. <laughs>